Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to another episode of the Hayley Morecambe podcast. I am so excited you're here for showing up for yourself, your self-love and self-care. Each week, I give you the permission and the space to claim the most happy, healthy, abundant life and give you access to the most sparkliest version of you. On this journey together, we'll learn and grow and thrive to be the best version of ourselves. We don't settle for anything less than incredible. I'm your host, Haley, a fitness and nutrition coach, writer, former radio host and journalist, advocate for self-love and self-care, and all-round wellness guru. I'm a mama to the most divine little girl and a fur parent to a cheeky little cavoodle. I am so pumped to take you into another magical episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Sammy Kurtz is a coach, speaker, and soulpreneur. Sammy empowers women to step into their pleasure, power, and embody their highest, most authentic expression. With a love and passion for events and in-person connection, Sammy and the Self Team currently travel around Queensland hosting free women's empowerment events. Self is most well known for their three-day women's transformational event, Herself, and has most recently branched out into retreats to take prioritizing ourself and our pleasure to the next level. Above all labels and hats, she is a single mum and human. Such an important title right there. During today's conversation, we chat all things connecting to self and what that means, how to cultivate more awareness of self, what happens when you unveil and tap into the rawest and truest you, plus oodles more. She is a dynamite to talk to and speaks with such confidence and conviction. You'll love her. Now, before we jump in, I do have to say we were having a little bit of technical difficulties with my microphone. Sammy comes across really clear, but I sound like I'm talking under some water and through some bubbles. So I do apologize for that. (laughs) Let's jump in. Hey, Sammy, welcome to the show. Hello, Hayley. How are you? Good. I was just saying, well, we were just saying just before we started recording, um, 
that we both trust our intuition and both trust our energy exchange to just have a really authentic, flowing conversation. So I'm super excited. Cannot wait. Thank you so much for having me. Such an honour. Thank you. Now, we always like to jump into the story behind the human or the person um, before we get into all the juicy stuff of the conversation. And I know the area that you work in and in the wellness space, um, well, just in the, the space that you're working in, it always usually comes from your own journey and your own um you know, your own adversity really or your own story. Can you take us back how you started doing what you're doing in your zone of genius? Sure, absolutely. Um, okay, where to start? Quite a journey, like you were saying, especially people in the personal development space or in this kind of role. They definitely, majority of us have been through quite a journey. And mine started, so I spent over 10 years working in the beauty industry and owning salons. And then I was pregnant with my second child and I just opened a salon and everything, it was around my 30th birthday, everything started to go wrong. And it's really interesting because I opened this salon and I thought it was my dream career, my dream salon, my dream space. And six weeks into owning it, I remember saying to a client, this is not meant for me. And my intuition was screaming at me that I was meant to create it, but it wasn't for me to hold on to. But my ego got in the way, my pride got in the way. And it's like a saying that I learned off one of my mentors, which is the feather, the brick or the bus. And I got hit with several feathers for the first couple of months and then the bricks started and then I really got hit with that bus, that steam train. And everything was falling apart and it got to a point where I was about to give birth to my second child my partner and I were in a really awful place. I didn't know whether we were going to make it work. He had lost his job. We had lost a company car. So we're down to one car in this relationship, which was just under immense amounts of stress and just becoming more and more disconnected from each other. So much fear. When I think back to then, it was just fear, fear, fear. And I was just trying to control everything and everyone around me because of all of the fear. And because I could feel I was about to lose everything. And I was looking at it from a view of that it was the worst thing happening possible to me. But now upon reflection, I'm like, that was all happening for me. And we we broke up when my daughter was five days old. And wow. we decided to sell the salon and we sold it. So she was born in November and it was a really long, drawn out sale and really stressful sale and the salon ended up selling one week before COVID hit and the whole industry was shut down wow. so someone was definitely guiding protecting me looking after me um because I just remember feeling for her so much of having to go through all of that and the whole industry getting shut down it was still quite scary for me though I went to go home to set up a home salon and being a single mom I even though I had a newborn baby I needed to be working and having income coming in so it was still scary I still really struggled during that time and before long my savings just started to drain and drain and drain and then I got a phone call in at the start of May and we hadn't yet been open again. And I got this phone call saying, 
from my sister. I don't speak to any of my family. I still don't. And I got a phone call from my sister and I just knew something was wrong. So I called her back and she was like, dad's going to palliative care. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like I knew palliative care is where, where they go to die essentially. And me and my dad were like best friends our whole life. So even though we weren't speaking at the time, he was my everything close so so close I left my mum and sister to live with him when I was younger so it was really hard to digest and I was in extreme denial about it and just when we reopened with COVID and the industry uh I think it was the day that we reopened my dad passed away that day so everything was kind of showing up in my life that I was this, I was done in this industry. Like this industry was no longer for me because it was a really traumatic time with his death, even though we had two weeks notice that it was coming. Um, it was really traumatic because he was kept from me. I didn't get to say goodbye. There were, I ended up in a crazy legal battle with my stepmom. I wasn't invited to his funeral. So all of these things in a really short amount of time. And the last bit of money that I had left, I put into this legal battle and creating my own funeral for my dad. And at the time I had actually, which is something I'd never done in my life, but I actually went from a relationship to a relationship really fast, like within a month. Mm -hmm. And that was a domestic violence relationship. So I was going through all of this losing what I thought was my dream career that I'd worked so hard for my the person I was going to marry who was about to propose to me I'd lost my dad and then I was in this DV relationship and so I just you know got to this point where it was hard to breathe it was hard to like you know if it wasn't for my kids I honestly can say I probably wouldn't be here today because it was so tough so so tough and that DV relationship, how I actually became a coach was one, I needed to try and create an income as essentially a single mom and in this relationship. And this is why I love empowering women around money now as well, because half of the reason that I couldn't leave that situation was due to finances and the fear of finances. Um, because I all my money was gone and COVID. So I started creating some online programs in the still the beauty space. And yeah, they were great, but I noticed something. I noticed like my content was great, but people didn't have the discipline or the devotion or the, enough accountability to actually put time aside for themselves to get it done, even though they wanted to and even though they'd made the investment. So I was like, well, cool. I'm going to offer like almost like accountability coaching in the beginning for completely free because I knew my content was so great that I was willing to do that so they could actually have this in their life and put prioritize themselves so I did that and then the relationship I was still in the relationship the relationship got worse and worse and what had actually happened is by the time I'd finally left the relationship I was well and truly by now kind of in the coaching space um but wasn't charging for it I was just loving it and I had this unconscious belief that I wasn't aware of that came to the surface after doing the work that I had to work really hard to, mm. you know, or I had to have a certificate for this or I had to have that to be good at something. And so 
even though I was coaching, I never wanted to charge for it because I was like kind of this unconscious belief system of who am I to be a coach, even though that's exactly what I was doing. So leaving the relationship, I became very, very passionate about relationships um, and relating. And I actually went and studied at the Gottman Institute relationships and then I went into relationship coaching. And that was where I was like, yep, okay, cool. Like I'm a coach now and was working with men and women and then I started to do the business funnily enough was always called self even when I was still in the beauty industry doing programs so I always unconsciously or at a soul level knew what was coming but I just Mm -hmm. wasn't conscious of it and then from doing the couples coaching and relating kind of work from there I realized and saw that so many couples they would come and work with me and do their sessions but it was all their stuff it was all individual stuff with self that they needed to work on so Mm -hmm. i would go from working with couples to then working with them individually and then i would run women's and men's like group containers and then from there i just was like i was feeling this huge disconnect with men all of a sudden And as someone who has lived in her masculine energy for majority of my life, I felt the disconnect the more that I started to, you know, really embrace and embody my feminine. Um, And I started to, even though we're made up of both energies, I started to really disconnect from men. And I just had this inner knowing by this point from everything that had gone on, I was now at this point where I was able to fully trust myself and really tap into my heart and my soul because she knows so i knew okay i'm here for my sisters like i'm here for the women Mm -hmm. and even while i was in the beauty industry i also owned an event company and that was called girl gang workshops and again it was all about women empowerment so the signs were there the whole time but unfortunately i used to have this cycle a suffering cycle which i'm sure we'll speak about because it's a huge part of why I do what I do and what I'm passionate about now. But it was this cycle of I wouldn't move and I wouldn't make changes and I wouldn't trust myself until like I kept getting hit with pain and suffering. And it had to take getting hit with that bus and that steam train constantly to get me to get up and trust myself and move in the direction that I'm meant for. So that's essentially how I got to where I am today amazing oh my goodness there is so much to unpack there like I as you were telling your story and I'm sure um what I say a lot of people can relate to as well there were so many moments where I just had these full body goosebumps and I was like yes like I can relate to that I relate to that I relate to that and so much of your story I believe our stories and everyone else's story like we we can all relate in some way or another whether it looks exactly the same or it looks differently um, there was so much in your story. And I think the word that just kept coming to mind was so courageous. Like you were so courageous with all of that. But I love now you looking back on that and knowing when you were not in a conscious state, while that was all happening to you, you had this deep knowing that it was happening to you um, or for you, I should say, happening for you. And that was going to be become like part of your story. And I love that you've gone through so much but now that's, you know, that is your story and you own it. And now, you know, you're using that for good. Like that is just, you know, it's so amazing. So let's go back where you were talking about when you're in the beauty industry. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. And I've had many conversations recently around this. People get stuck. 
um, and they they want to get out. They want to do the thing that really their heart is calling them to do, but they can't do it. It's too overwhelming. Like that relationship you were in, you had these, you know, beliefs that I have no money, I've got no, you know, the means to actually do anything and do it. What would you say to those people in that state right now, looking back on where you were then? I would say, first of all, is there's so many things I could add, but I just did this exercise with a bunch of my clients and I'm running like a free container at the moment calling called Higher Self and connecting with our higher self because I believe she or he knows. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was really getting out of the monkey mind. And I feel like when we're living so unconsciously and on that hamster wheel, it we are so in our mind or or we're not even in our mind. It's like we're disassociated, like life mm -hmm. becomes so routine that it's like we're not here at all. And so for me, it was about trying to live more consciously, but that required time and that required energy and it required space in my life and it required stillness and slowness as well. Mm -hmm. So nothing changes if nothing changes, right? So one exercise that I gave these women the other day was to get out of your head and really drop into your body, drop into your body, connect with your heart, but then go that little bit deeper and can try to connect with your soul. So for me, there's like a whole process I do when it comes to connecting with my body, my heart, my soul, and then even my higher self. And that is how I discover my truth. And that is how, even though I was still living so unconsciously and my ego was constantly trying to take over, I had this deep inner knowing, this deep knowing that this was happening for me. Like I said, on the days where I was, you know, and bit of a trigger warning. I love triggers. Triggers are our teachers. But I got to a point where I was suicidal. Like I did not know if I could go another day. And because it was so hard to breathe and it was so hard to carry. But apart from my kids, the one here thing that kept me here was that connection with self. And that is why, like, above anything else, like, have that space in your life to make sure and make it a priority. I'm currently creating a keynote presentation. And it is literally, it seems really simple, yet no one's really doing it. Create time every single day to connect with yourself. And like you have a relationship with yourself, like you do with your partner, like you do with your kids, like we do with money, like we do with our business, with our friends, everything is a relationship. So how are you nourishing that relationship with self? And I spoke to a client about it last night and she's really trying to create that balance and trying to have it all right now. And I'm like, you can have it all, but you know, our maybe our marriages and stuff and our relationships, it's like have a date night every week and your marriage can survive off that. But your relationship with self, that is the one relationship that I believe needs you to nourish it daily. And yet it's the first thing to go every time. When life gets busy and stressful and all of the things and wearing all the hats, it's always the first thing that goes. I see it. And this is how else I got into it. And one of my biggest pain points in my life was self-abandonment. So I would just constantly put everything and everyone else above myself. And it just honestly, it wasn't getting me anywhere. And if you want to, like for me, I knew even from the beauty industry, I was deeply here for service to others. But the thing is, you can only give to others to the level and the extent you're willing to give to yourself. 
So if you truly think that you're here to give and give and give, whether it's in your relationships or to your kids or within your career and within your purpose, you will only be able to give to the level that you do for yourself. 100%. I love that so much. So if someone's, you know, listening right now and thinking, connecting to self, okay, got it, got it, got it. What does that actually look like? What does it look like for you? And what does it look like for someone who doesn't even know where to start? Totally. So for me, um, I have created something called a self journal and I don't do it every day. But the one thing that I do do every day is presence. Like, and this is something I still to this day really struggle with. Like you would know being a single mom, it's like we try to be present in this situation, Mm -hmm. even on this call, but our monkey mind is like, got to pick the kids up at four, got to do this, got this call later, you know? Um, So for me, it's about being present in every moment. This is how you will also start to uncover what your work is, what your truth is. So being present, okay, in every single moment, like being there and immersing yourself in everything, whether it's doing the dishes, whether it's cleaning your teeth, whether it's on a call with your coach, whatever it is, be there and be fully present in that moment. But I do this thing called time myself. Now, for so long, I went from living in this state of like, I don't even like using the words positive and negative anymore. I'm going through this whole thing with duality right now. But let's say negative. I went from this place of like negative chaos, which was like drinking and drugs and toxic relationships and all this stuff and hamster wheel life to then positive chaos, which was like addicted to the gym, addicted to personal development, getting up at 5 a.m., like doing all these things. And yeah, they made positive changes in my life, but there was still a lot that I was doing out of obligation, not because it actually truly felt good. And I was doing it because that's what the people in this industry did. And I could feel the difference. So it was actually somewhat more of a trap a little bit. And what I realized is there was things like breath work, meditation, all of this stuff. But like, I actually didn't really enjoy meditating. And everyone, so I've come to learn, meditates very differently. So for me, my time of self is my meditation. So not only, and what time of self is, is you are by yourself. So for me, I've taught my kids that it's healthy to say, hey, I need alone time. And I say that to them, so it creates that safety for them to be able to say that to me or say that to each other. So we all very much communicate with that. And I say to the kids, you know, I need 10 or 15 minutes. So I usually do 15 minutes minimum. And what I've noticed too is people think that they're having this connection and time with self, but they're listening to podcasts and they're listening to music. And it's like noise, 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 noise. So time with self, in my opinion, what works for me is complete and utter silence. There is so much clarity in the silence. If we just actually, but the reason so many people can't do it, they're avoiding it because they're scared to feel. They're scared to actually think. And they're saying they want clarity, but they don't because there have been a lot of people out there are lying to themselves. And they know that if they stop and sit in silence, they know they'll get the answers that they've been avoiding. They know that once they hear those answers, they will have to have hard conversations, make challenging decisions. And so they just run away from it. And it, because it's easier to play the victim. And it's also, you know, so common these days to relate to people when we have pain and problems. 
So it's mm-hmm. like, why would I want to sit with myself and gain all the answers? That's too easy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like all my pain and problems would be gone. So for me, it's a non-negotiable. And sometimes it's even driving in the car, you know, those days that's really back to back, like today, like I am going to feel challenged today to get time myself, but it's as simple as, you know, without the kids in the car, obviously, if I don't have the kids in the car, don't have music on and just really tapping in and check. It's like a self check-in too. Like, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? Like I kind of did it before I jumped on this call. And when we're on the hamster wheel, it's really hard to, like we avoid emotions and thoughts and then this is why next minute we explode and we mm. explode in our life and then we just want to blame everyone else. But very interest, interestingly enough, my day has been so go, go, go today and I only got to stop like when I sent you that message, so 20 minutes before our mm. call and I felt overwhelmingly tired and emotional. Mm. And in the past, like I would just you know, force, 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 drive, drive, drive. But I'm like, after this call, like my body's calling out to me. Like it needs something from me. It needs rest. It needs nurture. And some emotion is there to come up. So it's really about creating that space in everyday life to connect in with yourself and get out of the mind and into the body. Mm, I love that so much because we are in a space where well, we're in a society where there is so much noise everywhere we go. I know, know exactly what you mean. There is so much uncomfortable in the silence and so many people avoid that, like you avoid what you most need um, and that sometimes, and that's why a lot of people don't start meditation, like you were saying, like they, they're actually, they they already know what's what's going to come up. It's like, I, I don't want to do that. I'd rather sit on the couch and watch Netflix or I'd rather turn up a, a music really loud or I'd rather have something else going on in my head to think about than actually acknowledge and face it head on. So I love that so much. And you've got, you've given so many good little like nuggets of wisdom there that we can, you know, apply into our everyday. So thank you for that. One thing that you're talking about in your story as well, and was kind of playing in my mind when you're talking about it, going from that one relationship, and we see this a lot, going from that one relationship straight into the next. Um, and this kind of is combi- a combined question you were saying as well, doing the work on yourself as two individuals before you come together is so important. Um, what do you think that connection was with coming out of that relationship and then attracting that DV relationship that you're talking about, you know, I, I, what came to mind when you were talking about that is you attract where you're at. You just attracted where you were at. Um, what do you say to that? So it was a really interesting um, situation. My kid's dad and I, we're phenomenal co-parents. We're like best friends now, all full together. And we broke up. So we were together for just a little over four years and we broke up like almost every six months. And one of the times when we broke up, I actually met this guy while we were broken up. So I actually had kind of dated this guy previously, but it just so happened the weirdness of it all is we didn't have each other on social media. We never spoke or connected. And then I broke up with um, my kid's dad when my daughter was five days old. I kid you not, two days later, this guy called me. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't spoken for over two years and I just had a new baby. And that's why he was calling me. He knew that I was about to give birth. He saw I'd had a baby. He wanted to call and congratulate me. And I just was like, what? Like, I just left Chris. And then it just got talking with a friendship. And then one thing led to another. But exactly what you just said, we attract where we're at. And so 
number one, I I speak about this a lot at my events and about especially that DV relationship. When I was in it, I was just like, oh, he's so awful. He he does this to me and that to me. But as I started to come out of the relationship, I realized I would never have healed people pleasing. I would never have learned to speak up and speak my truth. I would never to this day be disconnected to myself and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today without that. So I know that that relationship was the absolute catalyst to get me to where I am today. So I'm so grateful for it. I send him so much love and healing like every day. And honestly, I just am so grateful for that experience. But I attracted it because my self-worth was low. Mm -hmm. I had no self-esteem. You know, and I also, another thing that I've learned about myself just recently is we play these roles throughout our life. And I have been guilty of playing this role of the rescuer. And I want to rescue, and it was showing up in my past relationships. It was showing up in friendships. It was showing up in clients even. And I'm, I like to say and think that I've healed it. And I, I'm really skeptical about saying this now about anything because I've also learned I'm going through this big death and rebirth right now. And a lot of things that I thought I had healed have actually come back up in the last two months. And my new belief system is the more that we kind of go up in more levels of consciousness, it's like life is asking more of us again. So these deep, like rooted wounds and beliefs tend to raise their ugly heads again. New and level, new devil. Totally. And that's mm. exactly what I'm going through right now. Um, but yes, it just definitely was where I was at in my life and I've attracted it. But this rescuer role, what I was, I can now see is by playing this rescuer role, I was constantly attracting these people who were like little kids needing to be like rescued and saved mm -hmm. and they have all these problems and I'm the one that's like superior and my worth gets built up by me rescuing them and mm -hmm. fixing and helping them. But And like I would whinge and moan and complain about it, but unconsciously every single one of my needs was getting met. And I was feeling worthy on an unconscious level. And I believe that what is happening in our reality, we create that. So I was unconsciously creating that. But the rescuer role as well, I played that role to avoid working on my own shit. So I was yes. just trying to find more damaged people so I could <laughs> be like, oh, I'll help you so I don't have to help myself, right? Do you know how many people are shaking their head right now or nodding their head, I should say? And I am one of them. Re quite yeah. recently, I um, attracted someone into my life and later on I was like, how did that even happen? Like, why did I put up with that? And it's the same thing. I was playing this rescuer role because I was like, yeah, I, there was things that I needed to work on and far out it it, it it saw me doing more healing on myself and rising above and rising above. But at the time, like the things that I was putting up with was like, what the hell? Like, this is not you. Even friends and family were saying, this is not you. What's going on? You usually would step away from something like that. I was like, I don't know. That I just keep wanting to be there. And like, it was just sucking me back in. And yeah. So thank you for sharing that. I think always a lot of us to learn, right? Like always, I, I'm at this really funny stage, even with my clientele base at the moment. Mm -hmm. where it's like half of them are my dream clients 
And then I've got some that I'm like, how, like, how has this happened? But it's because I'm going through a death and rebirth. So I'm now going through this, like, but I can see the old Sammy and who she was attracting. It was still parts of that rescuer role. And Mm. now that I'm letting that go and I'm healing from that, I'm now attracting these very self-led women and these women that are very open to actually receiving my wisdom and my value, yet they can still come home and connect with their own truth. Because that's one thing I'm super passionate about. As a coach, as a mentor working in this space, I believe we are all a byproduct of our own life experience. So Mm -hmm. just because I'm a coach and I'm a bloody phenomenal coach, I'm not here. One thing that saddens me more than anything is when I see women out there who are so disconnected. They're, you know, you see them on um, psychics or like card readers, like, posts constantly wanting guidance every week Mm. they're seeing psychics they're so disconnected or they're constantly like joining in on these free masterclasses but they're never willing to actually take the leap and invest in themselves um but they're constantly looking for the answers outside of themselves and Mm. it's yeah it's really really sad to see and that's one thing that i always say to my clients is please be open to receiving me Mm. however Everything that I say, especially if it's something that I challenge you with, everything, whether it challenges you or not, I invite you to always remain skeptical and always feel into that and go, does this actually feel true to me? Because I don't take it personally. If my truth and my truth isn't the truth, it's just my truth. So above everything else, I always wish that my clients will be open to receiving me, but more importantly than anything else, making sure that they actually feel into it to know if that connects with them, to take it on. Because when we pedestal people, and this is something that I've really struggled with that I'm now embracing and stepping into, I have had a lot of people since, well, all my life, but especially being in this role, who are pedestaling me. And they're putting me up here And that was felt like a really heavy weight to carry when just like I sent you through my bio, I spoke about being human and I'm still a human and I intend on always remaining a student of life. But it's like when people pedestal you, it's almost like whatever you say goes, Mm -hmm. you know, my coach said this, so this is the way it is. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, like that's my truth and that's my wisdom from my life experience or that's, you know, what I felt called to share. But does that actually align with you? We have to be very, very careful with what we consume and who we listen to and always connect back with self. And if it doesn't feel right, say, I unsubscribe from this, you know, and it doesn't mean that it's not ever going to be your truth and align with you. Like I love my coach. She's phenomenal. Chris Satia is who I'm working with. And I would say 98% of what she says either challenges me and opens my mind more and I'm like, oh, wow, mind blown, Um, or I'm in agreement with her and we share the same belief. But there's maybe been one or two things that she said that I'm like, "Mm, I can't see that. Like that's not my truth yet, you know, or may never be. And that's okay because I know she's a you know, it doesn't affect her and it doesn't affect me. And I know that she would want the same for me as what I want for my clients to make sure we're leading with our own truth. 
Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And you see a lot of it out there. Like you were saying, the people that are jumping on the free, you know, downloading everything and looking at the next, I mean, in, in my kind of space, it's looking at the next food plan. And I always say the next, you know, celebrity diet and oh my gosh, they've worked out in that way. I have to work out in that way. And, you know, some, some clients do come to me and be like, tell me how to eat. How do I exercise? I just need to lose this five kilos. And we're like, I'm like, hang on a sec. Let's strip back the layers. Let's look further. What hasn't worked in the past? What are your patterns? What are your triggers? What you know, let's look at your, you know, what are your belief systems around your body? Like, are you loving yourself? When you do the work on the inside, it then the exterior just does its thing. <laughs> you know, you naturally just glow from the, the inside because you've done the work. But a lot of people find that uncomfortable. And I think you and I in our roles, what we're doing is making people aware of themselves. We're not telling them what to do and what to believe. And like you said, um, question things if they sit, if it sits right for you and feels right. But it's, how important do you think that awareness is? I know you've got a lot of awareness because just the way you speak about your life and what how it's come to, you know, your life now, all the challenges that you've gone through. You know, awareness is such a big one, isn't it? Huge, huge. Like for me, with this death and rebirth I'm going through, it's been a lot <laughs> mm. to the point where I've been physically sick um, from it. Um, a huge purge, like physical purge, because it actually makes me sick to my stomach what I'm now becoming aware of, what conditioning and programming I've been carrying. Mm -hmm. That, you know, only three months ago I would have dead set believed this, you know, and three months down the track I'm, like, sick to my stomach about that belief, you know, oh and it's just, but this is just, like, a deeper union and a deeper way for me to meet myself more. And yep. as much as it's been making myself feel sick, I think a lot of doing the work is I hear all the time, I've been doing this for years. Like, when does it end? People are so focused on a destination. It's mm -hmm. like, let's enjoy the journey, the self-discovery journey. Like, there's nothing more that I love than learning about myself. I'm addicted to learning about myself. And when we need you, to learn to to fall in love with ourselves again and totally put ourselves first, yeah, and accept all parts of ourselves. Like for me to feel physically sick about some of the things that I'm like, wow, like every single hour of the day at the moment, I'm shedding something that just mm -hmm. doesn't agree with me, and I'm like, oh yuck, like I'm repulsed. But I was getting, for a moment there, I was like feeling repulsed by myself, and I wasn't recognizing myself. But then I was like you know, what would I tell a client? Coach myself through it. And it's so much of this journey is about love and acceptance, like you said, of self. And it's like those dark parts of ourselves, those shadow parts of ourselves, it's about meeting them and then transmuting that into light. But the only way we can transmute our shadows into light is meeting them and facing them head on and then showing all that love and acceptance for those parts of ourselves to, yeah, expand into more light. And that's exactly what I'm, like anyone I work with, I spoke to the women in my six-month container the other day and I said, there's been, we did like a three-day event. What month are we? We're July. <laughs> Only four weeks ago we did a three-day event. It feels like four months ago. Yeah. And um, I saw, I see women when they show up and when they leave within three days, they're like complete different people from the moment they come and the moment they leave. But so many of even my team who were there and the women who were already working with me 
they have said in the last month, same thing, they've gone through several death and rebirths. And that's how it should be when we're really letting go and we're letting go of all the stuff that doesn't serve us. And so many people, and I'm guilty of this, we go through a big transition, death and rebirth, whatever you want to call it, awakening phase. And we just try to get back up and keep doing life the way we were doing it. And it feels really forced. And we feel like, we're like, why aren't we getting anywhere? Like what's happening? It's because we need time to catch up and integrate this new version of ourselves and actually embody. And this is so important. I cannot stress this enough if you're a coach or a mentor or work in this space, because sadly at the moment, I feel like this industry is really under attack and really under fire and a lot of stuff being, you know, um, spoken about in this industry. And I can see why a lot of people are going out there and just reading a book or going and doing a three-day course and they're coming and just regurgitating information. Mm. They're not actually the living embodiment of that information. So I can see why the industry is under fire, but it's like any industry, right? So for me right now, life is going really slow. And I've had lots of creations and lots of things I want to talk about, but it's because I need to catch up and I need to learn who this new version of me is after shedding all those layers. And I need to fully embody that. There's so much I can't wait to tell my clients that I've gone through, but I'm not ready yet because I need to catch up. So Mm. I need to, no matter what coach or mentor you're looking at, we still need to do this work and we're forever doing this work too, right? I love that so much. It's so important because, like you said, we are seeing, yeah, it, it's like the, you know, the good old highlight reel that we're seeing, you know, everything, it looks all, co- like it looks all pretty on the outside. But, yeah, these people aren't really probably doing the work on themselves. They're not really coming from that loving place. They're coming from a, yeah, I learned this in a book and now, yeah, I'm going to shove it in your face and this is what you need to know and this is what you need to do if you want to live this life. Um, yeah, so I love that so much because, like I said, working in this space, usually you've gone through something yourself, you've gone through the adversity, you've lived it, you've done the work, and then, you know, you've got that, I guess, your own certification in life, you know, um, not that you ever get a certification in life, but, like, you, as in, you, you're you just, you're building that experience and that awareness and that, you know, that and it doesn't look pretty. It does not look pretty at all. And I think that's what people are scared of as well. Like, you know, I'm going to break down or I'm going to, this is really going to hurt if I do the work. And it's just this fear where that actually, on the other side of that is such an amazing place to be. Like while you're going through all of this, on the other side is just this you know, you've got all these things that you've been through, the challenges and the adversity, but you've just, you're a stronger and more resilient and more aware. And yeah, it's just, you you don't have any regret or, um, you know, you don't play the victim role. You just own it. You own your story and just run with it and just look at it as in such a, uh, an important time of your life that you, you were able to heal through and do the work and go deeper and yeah I love that and so we much. choose our heart right like so many people like I'll have girls you know in the past people that I used to coach because like I said my clientele's really changed over the mm-hmm. last year of being a coach and I used to coach girls who would come to me and whinge about you know their relationship constantly and it's like I really resonate with that because me in my last relationship and this is why I work in women's empowerment because Mm -hmm. I'm about empowering women back to knowing that they have a choice 
in mm. everything that they do. I chose to stay in that DV relationship. And the thing is we choose our hard. So I was choosing the hard that almost killed me over going out and choosing hard for maybe six months but creating so much more peace, harmony, happiness, everything in my life. So, so many people are scared of this hard that they're avoiding, but it's hard now. Like yes. they've still got pain, they've still got suffering, but they're just choosing. And usually the hard that they're choosing is the hard that will last a really long time. Um, whereas if they choose the other hard, it's like there's no, and I, I hate this, um, you know, this whole thing around doing the work as well, like you brought up, of that it's hard. Like that's a part of life. Mm. Like life is full of challenges, but it's how we build that resilience and it's how we have influence over our mind and our emotions to, as into how we respond to those situations versus reacting. So it's like if we can knuckle in and get this work done when these situations arise and challenges surface, we don't have to suffer. We mm. get in, we do the work that needs to be done, we know it's happening for us, and then we move on. Whereas before you do the work or have this awakening or whatever it is, it's just it lasts for a really long time. And it's usually from avoidance of actually getting in and having that conversation or feeling what needs to be felt. So they're still in this place of hard, but they just can't see that. Until mm. you become conscious. conscious. Yeah, right. Awareness is everything. And like I said before, one of the best ways to create awareness is for me, the time of self, which we spoke about, and then question why. Everything. Everything that you think, everything that you say, everything that you do, all your patterns and behaviors, start asking yourself, why do you do that? I love that. And that will uncover a lot. Yes, get the pen flowing on that one. Um, can we talk about the suffering cycle, which you were talking about before? Have we already covered that? Yes. Oh, my God. This is something that even was playing out in my life recently. <laughs> okay. It's like I, I knew that I had to do something. I have this massive fear of success. And, um, again, one of those things that I thought I had healed but every time I go through this death and rebirth or go up this like new level or new levels of consciousness, the, the universe, the world, life asks for more of me and more of me becomes scary again and all those fears start to arise again. And I started to self-sabotage. I started to do all of the things to not step into my full power my full leadership, my company at its fullest of where it's going, like fully mm. step into the vision and the mission. That fear of success, for anyone out there that can relate to fear of success, it's essentially due to wanting to fit in and not wanting to outgrow people and wanting to feel loved and accepted. And what tends to happen, and this happens for me almost every two months at the moment. This is how rapidly I'm growing and how not afraid of doing the work I am. It's like every two months this happens and I'm losing more and more people. And I got to this point where I didn't realise, but unconsciously I had created a new comfort zone. And I knew again at a soul level that this next step had to happen. And this next step was going to be huge. Like one of those, you know how we go up levels and steps, but you know how there's some standout moments in our journey? Mm -hmm. 
I know that this moment right now that I'm going through is going to be one of those standout ones. And that's why I was avoiding it. Because again, it's like that fear. Fear, fear, fear was arising. And so I did everything in my power, consciously and unconsciously, to sabotage it. And unfortunately, it had to be something really painful for me to go through again because I knew, but I didn't want to deal with it. So the more that we avoid too, like this is a huge thing I love to speak about is avoidance. If you know within your soul and your heart and you can feel the answers within you, regardless of how you know far you are on your journey, I, I was still living very unconsciously, yet I still knew the answers. I still did. I just didn't want to face the answers, right, and avoided them. If you can feel that feeling that we've been talking about on here today, that will not go away. Mm. It will not go away until you deal with it. So that's where the feather, the brick or the bus comes in. So mm-hmm. you really need to ask yourself how, like how many times do you want to get hit with that bus, you know? And it's like we really, again, choice, 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 live in an empowered state with everything and go, I'm choosing this right now. I choose this and just really going Like for me, even emotions now, I like to say that I choose my emotions, even when I am angry, even when I am grieving or when I am sad, I don't call emotions negative or positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they may feel uncomfortable from years of suppression, but it's like I'm choosing to feel this way right now. And that's doing the work too. Okay, whether you're in a shitty relationship or whether you're experiencing an emotion or whether something's coming to your reality and you want to blame, blame, blame them, it's constantly like going, I'm choosing this. I'm, I'm the creator of my reality. So like you were saying before about me and the relationship, whenever I've attracted something in my life, which is what had recently happened, I had to really look at it like a mirror. Okay, <laughs> why is this arising in my life? Like I'll give an example with a client. Let's just say you're a coach and you've attracted this really hard work client or someone that's just really not receiving like your information or your value or they're really closed off, you need to clean that up within yourself. Instead of being like them, 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 I'm huge on self-responsibility. To me, that's so powerful is taking back your power and going, okay, I created this. How did I create it? That is doing the work. Look within yourself and clean it up within yourself. Learn from it, move on. So then you won't attract that again, right? If something's constantly showing up in your life, it's because it's begging for your attention. So for me, I also realized from this suffering cycle, I had gone from this place of I no longer blamed others. I was really good at owning my shit, really, really good. However, it went from a place of self-responsibility and ownership to a place of blaming myself for a little while there. So I went from blaming other people to blaming myself. And what I realized when I was aware that I was doing it was that is still me playing the victim because by me not blaming them anymore, I'm blaming myself. So I'm like, oh, me, I did this, da-da-da-da-da. And I was noticing in conversations I was still getting um, particular human needs, which is something I learned from Tony Robbins being met, all this love and connection and Um, significance and all these certain human needs were getting met and I was like why and when I looked at it I was like oh my god I I feel like my intentions were pure by trying to take the blame but that was still a roundabout way of me playing the victim 
So I believe that there is a difference in between taking ownership and responsibility or playing the blame card. For me, blame does not exist. Everything just is. Mm. So how did you work through that? You went from the self-blame. How did where where did you go from there? I think realizing that I was still playing the victim. It was so that, awareness. Yeah, that was a really, really hard pill to swallow. The day I'll never forget the day I realized it because basically I'd had someone who I was friends with. She worked within my business. I really, I wouldn't say looked up to her as in pedestaling her, but I really felt really aligned with her. Um, and I felt really seen by her and accepted by her. And she came forth to me and actually said, um, just said some things to me that she she was questioning my integrity essentially and she didn't like the way that I spoke about money on social media she said it was very ego it was low vibe and I wasn't here for the collective and for about an hour I took it personally like really personally and then I was like came home to my body my heart my soul and knew that my truth was that's her perception perception is projection that's her work to do Mm -hmm. I know that I am here for the collective and I know what my intentions are and I know I'm in integrity. It's one of my values. So Mm -hmm. that's why we need to be careful what we're subscribing to and what we're consuming, especially from those that we love, especially. Um, So I lost a friendship out of this basically because I stood strong in my truth and I held space for her to stand in her truth. But I was like, like, I'm not going to try and be right and change your mind. However, from that experience, in that hour where I was questioning myself, I went live on Instagram because I started to worry who else out there, again, when you think that you've healed this not caring what others think, and all of a sudden it comes up again. And so I'm on Instagram publicly going live, apologizing to anyone out there that thinks that me talking about money is this, 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 and this, and it was like to justify myself. And I was putting all this blame onto myself. And about two days after I did that live, it got so many views. I left it up on my feed. I sat there and I went, as soon as I could think straight and come home to self, I was like, that's a load of bullshit. Yeah, I realized. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm still playing the victim. Even though I'm blaming myself, I'm being the victim here. And I went and deleted the video straight away. And I was like, I know that's not my truth and that's all that matters. I'm never going to take her truth away from her. And you know what? If she doesn't want to see me and understand me and see me for who I am, then I'm happy to lose that friendship. And I lost it. And from that moment, I was like, blame. Like, honestly, we need to ask ourselves, for what purpose do we play the blame game? Mm. Do we blame others or blame ourselves? Either way, it's the victim. Mm. Like you're saying, that voice is so much louder. Um, just that one critical voice where you probably had a lot of other, you know, beautiful, kind voices there. But it's that it was that critical voice that made you go internal. But then again, you learned from it, so um, and you you were aware. Um, so I love that. You have shared so much today, Sammy. I just want to thank you so much. Like we, yeah, your everything you've said is just. Um, I'm sure there's been a lot of aha moments as you've been speaking, and I know it has been for myself. So I know it will be for others. So thank you so much. My pleasure. How, how can we see more of you? Get more of you? Feel your energy? Um, I know you hang out on Instagram a lot. What? How can we get more from you? 
Yes, I love that. I want more from all of you too. I love connecting with people. It is so, mm -hmm. for anyone listening, please slide into my DMs. Let me know that you had a listen. I love having real relationships and conversations. So please do that. But you are so right. Instagram is my favorite platform of choice. So um, my Instagram handle is at self with SK. And we also travel around Queensland at the moment. So at the moment, we've got Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast and Cairns booked in. We travel around doing free women's empowerment events. So they're usually on the weekends. It's about half a day. Um, so far, it's free. So um, the link in my bio, you'll be able to find that um, for each suburb or wherever you are, city. And yeah, bring your girlfriends along. And I hope that I can connect with some of you in person. This is why I'm so passionate about events because I love when COVID hit, I was like, it just did not feel aligned for me. Like, obviously, mm. I ran with the times, but I am such an in-person, you know, let's connect in person and meet up. So, yeah. I wish we were in the same room now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That would be so good. It's so, like, but as you would know, it's so different to, like, a coffee date or a dinner date to yeah. have a conversation than it is through a computer. So, mm. yeah, I just, regardless of the pandemic, I, I've just known for so long I'm meant to be in events and um, a few more exciting things coming and um, even out of Australia. So free events and Instagram is the best place to find me. Amazing. And we will link to your handle in the show notes as well. So look look out for that. Sammy, thank you so much. I feel so full from, you know, this exchange today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure, my love. Thank you for having me. Super grateful. Yes, definitely share the love and continue the conversation over on Sammy's Instagram handle. She loves the conversation, as do I. Uh, you can jump over at Hayley underscore Morecambe to have a chat with me as well. And we love hearing your feedback. So let us know what you got out of today's conversation. Like I said, she is a dynamite and speaks with such confidence and conviction. And you can really, really hear that she was put on this earth to spread her message. Freaking loved her energy. Just a reminder that my latest intake for one-on-one -on -one wellness coaching so you too can step into your higher self uh, is now open to kick off at the start of September, spring. Oh my goodness, imagine stepping into spring knowing that you have the support and guidance and love to actually achieve your results in such a loving, beautiful way. I educate and empower you with tools and techniques uh, and philosophies that you can take into life uh, so you can feel well always, not just for a short period of time. That is kicking off, like I said, at the start of spring. So reach out to me, pop me an email, hayleymorecombe at gmail.com or slide into my DMs on Instagram and let me know that you're interested and I will send you all of the details. Sending you so much love and so much light. Mwah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 